We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, May 7th. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got JD with me tonight. Hello. We've got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Nick Crane is here. Can't wait for people to get pissed about my draft picks tonight. (laughs) And we've got Taylor Peterson. Shay and Dub finally get their All-NBA and All-Rookie honors this week, which is exciting. That is exciting. When does that happen? Do we know days? So All-Rookie is 1 p.m. our time tomorrow, and then All-NBA is 6 p.m. our time um, on Wednesday. And then and Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday we get to see how many votes Lou got for All-Defense. Oh, that's true. Mm. True. Hey, don't forget about the big reveal on Thursday. Teammate of the year. Is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. included that. Oh I thought it was like community assist, not player or teammate of the year. I think there's both. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, interesting. we're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're also part of dailythunder.com. Gentlemen, we are a week and two days away from the NBA draft lottery. Pretty excited. It's a, I don't know. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but last year, I think all Thunder fans watched the NBA draft lottery. Um, Buttholes clenched so tight. They were like waterproof. Oh, (laughs) this year there's like not as much stress because the chances of jumping are very slim and, it's not like they have to to land in the top four to like put the franchise on the correct trajectory, right? Um, I mean, honestly, when you think about it this past year, it didn't matter that they jumped because they didn't even have 
the player that they jumped and got, right? Yep. And everything else just kind of fell into place. So I don't feel like there's as much stress for the Thunder this year. But man, last year it was like, ooh, any of those top three guys could go number one. It could go any direction. The level at which somebody is going to have their franchise completely altered in nine days from now is pretty staggering. I've heard draft analysis say things like, if they had the option to draft anybody like an NBA history, that Wemby would be number one or number two. Oh my, which that's is insane. Stupid. That's insane. That's like stupid, as in like that's a bad take. Correct. Yeah, like that's not. Good. <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me you'd rather take a gamble on Wemby versus LeBron's dominance for the past twenty years. Get correct. out of town. Stop that's it. The correct answer. Stop it. But yeah. to Jacob's point, I can't imagine being in that position where you have a legit shot at the lottery you really need Wimby yeah like being a Spurs fan or something like that right now I I can't imagine that feeling because to your point Jacob we were there last year but in different circumstances there wasn't a Wimby on the Mm -hmm. table Mm -hmm. when the Thunder were in that position it it just amplifies it so much it's going to be insanity for whoever whoever lands that number one spot and it's going to be devastating for some franchises who don't land in that spot which is going to be delicious I'm here for that. There's a few <laughs> franchises that I hope yes. are that. There's going to be some some <laughs> certain franchises I'll be rooting that distinct pleasure upon. Yes. Um, it's going to be a wild night. Like, I'm, I'm excited for it. If the Thunder jump, if we get to 12 and they don't say Oklahoma City, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to live stream like while the lottery is happening. We're probably going to podcast afterwards. But wherever I am at, home, <laughs> restaurant, wherever, if they don't say thunder at 12 or 13 or 14, shirt's coming off. <laughs> I will be in the room. So if that happens, shirt's coming off. Oh, no. <laughs> I would be kicked out of the room very Sir, quickly. We need you to leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be, going to be awesome. Justin, you mentioned San Antonio. Like, removing Oklahoma City from the equation. Any of the 14, I guess if we're removing Oklahoma City, 13. <laughs> technically. Well, magic. I guess it could be Bulls, technically, if the pick falls. Yeah, technically could jump and get number one. Who do you want it to be if it's not the Thunder? Like, who is the, the team you want it for the most? And don't give me, like, I know Nick's going to say, Oh, send them to Charlotte because they're in the Eastern Conference and don't play the Thunder. Like Thunder bias aside, just who do you hope lands Victor? I don't want Charlotte to do it because Charlotte. Who do you hope that quite literally is asking a biased opinion? I, I'm I'm but with Nick remo- on this one. Remo- so, remo- the the from- who do you want or who needs him most? Because that's two different East. things. It, it's fun, like San Antonio as a as a organization. Oklahoma City has a lot of overlap with them. Tim Duncan 2.0, baby. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's fun. They develop him well, probably. Um, but I don't want him in the West. That's so, so I, interesting. I can't, I can't leave that out of the equation. I haven't thought about that angle, but you're kind of right. Yeah, about, like you don't. If he's really as good as everyone says, like you don't really want him around. 
I want that boy in Charlotte or Indiana. Yeah. Or Chicago. Jacob Detroit. tried squashing my my reasoning, and then everyone it's agrees a, with my reasoning. So you've been squashed, valid. Jacob. Well, we're you, treating him like he's dark. You got to remove your thunder bias from it. No, yeah. San Antonio is it for me. Yeah, me too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, see the the only reason I can't like full throated support San Antonio is jealousy. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Good lord. <laughs> That's a phrase. That's a thing that people say. I've literally never heard that. <laughs> I didn't just make that up. Anyway, your face, <laughs> I can't recover from your facial expression. The reason I can't get on board with San Antonio is, <laughs> is because of jealousy. That's it. Mm, uh, yeah. That's fair. To, to your point about removing thunder bias, I cannot do that, Jacob. Uh, I'd be so envious if the Spurs landed Wimby. I think that's, that's fair. Awesome. Okay. Since uh, Nick refuses to play by my logic. No, I'll play. I'll play. No, no. We're, we're, we're flipping the tables on you, Nick. Oh. Who is the team in the 13 lottery teams that you do not want Wimby to go to? Oh, that's easy. Oh, yeah. That, that, I mean, I, you should ask easy, the but second I, team is. Uh, I have Dallas a list. Dallas is number one. <laughs> Although it would Dallas. be really cool because... If, if he went to Dallas, I would like get to follow him very, very closely, yeah. but I secretly would hate every second of it. Yes. Um, Same. Houston's up there. Obviously, I think we'd all agree Houston's Correct. up there. That's that's more like Twitter drama than anything. That fan base is just something else. Um, but but like super petty stuff aside, um, like I, I feel like this this could be like a bias. I feel like of all the teams that are kind of ascending at the same time as OKC, like Orlando is probably the closest thing to like functional and improved. The season went on, has the talent to be really, really good, sustained success like the Thunder want to have. Um, that would be like a like right now, I would say Oklahoma City's like like in a better position than Orlando. If they land Wimby and then they also get this second lottery pick, all of a sudden I'm like, man, mm-hmm. Thunder, I may not be the 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 fun young team that gets all the attention this year. Correct. I think Orlando, I'd put Detroit in that same bucket. If Detroit somehow got Wimby. Eesh, Cause that, then it's like Cade's coming back and uh-huh. you got Wimby. They're like, they're ready to go. Yeah. Correct. They're Detroit? Ready to go. Yeah. Detroit yeah. made, I, made moves last summer to like win. They got yeah, probably not the best yeah. idea for they them. They traded well, for Noel. I mean, like Alec yeah. Burks was really, really good for them. Like they have, they have the team to like take that step. The, I'll wait and stay on Detroit. I, I agree with that list completely, Nick. The only team I'd add to it is Utah. I God, I oh, hate Utah. God. I don't want them to go to Utah. No, no, no. They don't need another French center. Just that, that but it, that, that's the storyline <laughs> that would just like, if it happened, it would work. Night, it's, I wish with Danny Ainge there. It would work. Yeah. The problem oh, yeah. is that we just named half the lottery. <laughs> we <Yeah>. did. Hopefully, <laughs> we did. There's like, not many know, scenarios. It's going to be tough. Which team, which team would mismanage him the most? Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte uh, and Houston are both. Houston at least has like free agents money, free agency money, you know, to throw around, and they can maybe maybe make something work. Charlotte just and it ruins. Houston has a dope. Houston's gonna try to pay him in free steaks from salt grass. (laughs) So, but (laughs) to to counter that, we've seen Houston have success with legit talent. Here's a team that has had legit talent, and I don't think they've had a 50 win season in the past. At least decade is with the Washington Wizards. 
Yeah. Oh, that's man. fair. Forgot Ooh, about one. that. That's like Brad Beal, John Wall, like they've had they've had all stars. Yeah. They've had a bunch of different yeah. looking rosters. Even with even at their pinnacle, yeah. I don't think they won fifty games. Man, this I, I'm getting like sadder and sadder season. about these outcomes. And then <laughs> there's, like, there's legitimately like three or four teams that I'd be like, yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. The, or, the sorry, the Washington Wizards are destined to be picks between nine and twelve for the rest of eternity, Dude. and they'll pick another Johnny Davis. It, oh, man. They're kind of like the the Blazers of the West. Like, if they were to land Wimby, do they try and balance the two timeline thing? It's like, well, we finally got a guy that can help out our our homegrown superstar. Or do they do the, arguably the right thing and yeah. trade that said homegrown superstar and start a new timeline? Yeah, yeah. Especially Portland, like Shaden Sharp and Wimby. Oh, be fun. So fun. Even Shaden and Scoot. Um, I, I think true. I was it Jacob that said it earlier, or, or somebody said it? I think. The only scenario where I sit there and I think, man, that's freaking awesome. I can't wait is Indiana. But like, cause everyone loves Hallie. Like, True. it's just like, it's a team yeah. that no one can hate right now. They haven't done anything to be hated. <laughs> True. That's fair. That's True. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Fair. While you were talking, Nick, just for funsies, I uh, simmed a lottery because I'm staring at Tankathon and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say, I, I, I hit my first like dream scenario San Antonio one, Oklahoma City two. Beautiful. So wow. would the Thunder just take Scoot? No questions asked. I think so. I kind of think so too. Yeah. I think Miller would be, be, be thought it. about. Yeah. I don't think would I they realize. trade down. Dude. I don't think so. I, I would hate so either. But I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think I realized how much Paulo was actually considered by OKC um through the pre-draft process. So maybe you're right, Nick. Like there'd be wouldn't it be as much of a consensus. Did you say you think, think Paula was considered a lot? Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, I mean, I think they did their due diligence. I think Chet was the pick in like December, though. I, yeah, I think there. I, were mean, I think they did everything the right really way. Wanted Paula, put on a facade, but I think deep down, Presti was like, "Chet's my guy." Yeah, yeah I think. I think, I think the, the Thunder talent evaluation team. Like whenever the the Thunder were not winning a bunch of games and they were like looking forward to like the vision of the team, I think in their heads they were like envisioning Holmgren being the guy. Mm-hmm. Especially considering I think there's been multiple indicators that if Thunder would have landed the first pick, they would take him jet. Like yeah. I think that was the guy that they pictured when they were thinking about the future of the team a year from yeah. now. Agreed. I I go back to I think it was the night before the draft, two nights before last year's draft where Woj was on. they were I think they were doing a draft show. Maybe it was SportsCenter. I can't remember. But that was when they were still thinking that uh, Jabari Smith Jr. was going one. And they just said, Oklahoma City has been focused on Chet this entire time. And when they were still thinking Jabari was going one, Paula would have still been there. Speaking of, did you guys listen to Woj with Paulo Bancaro? Yep. No. When... Uh, they dropped the pod earlier pod. this week. Pretty interesting. Woj said that he didn't even know until 30 minutes before the draft started Man. that Orlando had right before he was going. Orlando was going Jabari. Well, and, if he did, he would have tweeted it. Right. Well, well and Paulo confirmed Literally. that he never went for a workout. Some of some people thought like yeah. they got him in for a secret workout. He said he never went to Orlando. Wasn't there? I, I could be making this up. Didn't Chet not disclose medicals or like? Like went to a workout and just like and he didn't early. Orlando has or... has media avail with all their draft workout guys and uh, the Chet. Whenever Chet came, he left 
yep. due to a sickness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it turned out he wasn't sick. He just bailed and left town that morning before media availability. <laughs> he wow. jumped shipped on him. There's some people who think he actually tanked his workout too, but I'm like, well, makes I'm makes you think like that. like if Chet had given medicals and done his best and like really gunned for it, like could he, he have gone one? Or, might take could him. he have gone one? It's interesting. We're about to redraft, or we're going to find out if you should have gone. Let's do it. So tonight we are doing a 2022 redraft. Had to make sure I had my year right there. (laughs) So we are operating under the assumption that the lottery is still the same, including the New York Knicks trading their pick 11 to OKC. So OKC has three lottery picks uh, in this redraft. We know we have a year sample size of all these guys. And we're going to see how much different our redraft goes from what happened last June. So if you're watching the stream, you can see that we're all kind of lined up here. And this is our draft order. So, JD. Yeah. You are on the clock. Oh. Pick number one. (laughs) You are drafting for the Orlando Magic. Oh, I was thinking Jacob was going first, too. Me, too. (laughs) Well, hey. Well, since there's five of us, if I also draft... That means that we all get two picks and then well three picks and someone gets left out. Does that uh, mean you're Adam Silver? Yes, <laughs> I am Adam Silver. Okay. Uh, no, no. Bring on the booze. And uh can, and can we can we private message you our pick and then you announce it and then we tell you why? <laughs> if you want to, I guess. Let's so do it. Can, Silva, whenever you have your pick, everyone gets like 20 seconds. Send uh, it in the private chat. Uh, Jacob will announce it, and then you'll tell us why you so picked that person. Pressure. Wait, do, like, I need a, do I need to play the um, yes the draft sounder. sounder? Of course you do. I think I have it here. Hold it's on. It's a tradition. Amateur hour. Act like we didn't do 17 redrafts during the COVID shutdown. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> so in the chat. Do I need to be DMing Jacob? Like, which one of us is going to be? Yeah, worse? you guys should DM me like personally. Okay. okay. Oh my. That would make it even better. Okay. okay. All right, you ready? Here we go. So excessive. Uh, I'll do it on us. With the first pick in the uncontested redraft, the Orlando Magic, GM'd by JD. Hey. Select Paulo Bancaro. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> I got an, I got the easy one. Paolo is like the perfect guy for Orlando. They needed a yeah. number one guy there. They needed an alpha. They got it. He was awesome this year. He'll be awesome moving forward. Works great with Franz. Works great with the roster they have in general. Uh, love it. Love Paolo. He is the rookie of the year as much as uh, J-Dub was like awesome. Easy pick for Orlando, I think. Again. Easy. Hard to disagree. I yep. mean, I, I think the the things that I like the best about Polo is he showed that he was so much more than just a score. Uh, he showed a little more versatility than we saw at Duke, primarily as a playmaker. And when they were able to play through Polo, even with guys like Franz and uh, shoot Markel Fultz coming back and playing better for Orlando, they were a better team because of it. So I really liked the well-roundedness we saw from Polo, and he also improved on the defensive end, which was a little bit of a concern of mine. Uh, heading into the draft process, which I think was more so just maybe effort um, at the college level. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I'm with you. It's an easy pick. I've never heard Taylor say I'm with you. Usually he's like <laughs> contradicting everybody's. <laughs> I'm the, the uh, devil's advocate. 
Justin, you're on the clock. As the Oklahoma City Thunder. Whoa. Under GM Justin Peabody. Whoa. I've got the easy drive. With the second pick in the NBA draft. The, sorry, the uncontested redraft. There we go. The OKC Thunder are selecting Chet Holmgren. The yeah. Silva, do you have the sounder of Jacob from the NBA uh, the draft live stream when his brain short-circuited? <laughs> no. Because it's my favorite. I love re-watching the NBA draft live stream. Is that the one where he's like, Chet, Chet, Jacob Chet's on goes, TV. Chet, 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 Chet's on TV. <laughs> And you know what I'm that. looking most forward to next season is seeing Chet on TV. Yes. Uh, I think yeah. I think he's going to prove this pick right. We haven't seen it yet other than summer league and like off-season stuff. But there, there's no reason to move away from him here at 2, despite the fact that he didn't play uh, in the NBA this past season. I think next year is going to make this look like a great pick. I love it. Nick Crane... And the Houston Rockets, is that right? Yeah, Houston Gross. is next up, uh, are on the clock. And, fellas, it looks like the pick is in. The third pick in the uncontested redraft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Williams of yeah. Santa Clara. Yeah, I think that's right pick. Uh, I, I personally felt... Whoever Justin didn't take between Chet and Dub was the no-brainer at three, which is why I said I have the easiest job. Um, <laughs> this is a, a cool like alternate reality. What, what do they call it in Marvel? Like a, a multi? What is that? Is that? Is that like, play, play, play the sounder. Play yeah, the sounder. A very specific term for it, actually, Nick. Let's hear it in the multiverse. That's what it is. That's what it is. Cue uh, it for that one. Uh, this is one of those weird deals where um, Dub is like the most loved player in Oklahoma City but in this alternate reality he's probably hated by Oklahoma yes. City because Chet misses the entire year and Jalen Williams balls out in Houston and they probably look really good this year and I don't think they're like a play-in team but they probably look like they're making that leap and they still have a chance at a number one pick um, so glad it didn't happen Indeed. but I think he's he's a no brainer. Like tomorrow, whenever they is it tomorrow, this rookie, uh, all rookie teams, I think, um, or is it Wednesday? Regardless, this week when it's announced, he will be 100% first team all rookie after finishing second in rookie of the year voting. Um, ben Matherin had the hot start. You know, Kessler had a great kind of middle of the season defensively, started coming off or getting off, but <laughs> going off. Uh, Easy. But I think Jalen Williams, like positional size, fits the modern NBA. Like, I don't know how you couldn't take him three based on what we've seen thus far. I like it. Would we all hate J Dub if he was a rocket? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. He's so likable. Come on. In Houston, though, you're right. I'd see him take one picture with Kevin Porter Jr. and I'm done. When, when at. Rockets stud six three one four two is yeah. talking about how Chet's a bust and they should have taken J Dub at two. Yeah, yeah you uh-huh. already sold me actually. Yeah, correct. <laughs> All right. Well, the Kings are on the clock at four. Let's get spicy. Mm. And in the uncontested redraft, 
Sacramento Kings at pick four select Shaden Sharp, who never played college basketball. What? So the easy thing to do here is to take one of Keegan, uh, Keegan Murray or Jaden Ivey. Obviously, they've been incredibly impactful for each of their teams. Uh, More so Ivey, I think, towards the latter part of the season when he kind of found his stride. And then Jabari Smith Jr., I'm still not completely out on him, believe it or not. But I'm very, very high on Shaden Sharp. I think amongst all those guys, he has the most superstar potential. Over his, what was his last 10 games, average 23.7 points, 6.1 rebounds, 4.1 assists on 57.4% true shooting. Some of that's garbage time. I get it. But I thought he really, really improved. And the flashes were some of the highest I saw of any of the rookies this year. I think there's arguments could be that could be made that, especially the shot making ability and the scoring ability, even better than a player like J Dub, although J Dub's much more well rounded. I really like Sharp's upside. And for a team uh, picking up pick number four, I guess, like the Kings, um, I mean, they were a lot of fun this year. And I, I, I get it's hard to kind of be the Debbie Downer and say that they shouldn't have gone in and, and made the push for the playoffs after the fun year they had. But are they really that much closer to winning a championship? And I think Shaden Sharp is the guy of all these guys that could eventually get them there. So, yeah, thought it'd get a little spicy and change some things up. I like it. It is. That's a swing. It's a swing. It's a swing. It looked more promising than I thought. I think after um, the Blazers drafted them. Yeah, I agree with that. And and it makes sense. Right. It makes sense that that through most of a season he'd get more comfortable not just because that's what rookies do but also if you're not going to play in college and you're going to do what Shaden did it would make sense that you know he's getting his sea legs back a little bit it'll be really interesting to see what he looks like next year um, as the primary option in Portland with no Damian Lillard now we're talking especially seeing what Portland's roster looks like the co-pilot alongside Wimby you know, yeah, can, you, right. can you imagine if Shaden Sharp played with one of the Thompson twins next year? That would be fun. Yeah. Be right? insane. They would be like there. There would be a lot so of many sports that are top ten dunks. It would be bonkers. Yeah, they would just play in transition the entire game. Like, I, if I was a Portland fan and I'm sitting there at pick four, and Amon Thompson's there, I'm thinking maybe it is time for Dame to. Well, let's let's get a massive package. We've seen every superstar that's been traded. <laughs> The team that trades them away gets the better end of the bargain every single time. Let's do trade it. Dame, go get Bridges and some picks from uh, Brooklyn, Jeez. and let's just have all the length and, yeah. uh, with our hey, with our big package. There's a there's a 17 percent chance that this year Portland slides to seventh in the draft. If they did, and Houston was two, and Houston called and said, "Give us seven and Dame Ooh. for two. Oh, we. <laughs> Damon Harden in Houston to move up five spots. No, there'd it's have Dame. to be more, more. No, it's Dame. I mean, maybe if That's it was like, maybe it would have to be like two and some stuff for Dame. You're not getting Dame and seven yeah. to move up to two. <laughs> Who knows? All right. All right pick Adam number Silver. five, the Detroit Pistons <laughs> and the pick is in. The fifth pick in the uncontested redraft, the Pistons are selecting Jaden Ivey. Mm. Surprised yeah, they didn't go familiar. center here. Yeah, the, I, I, <laughs> we, we thought about another center to get a seventh <laughs> one on the roster, but uh, maybe next year. Uh, no, I, I heavily thought about a few names here, 
but for fit reasons, for long-term potential reasons, I still think Jaden Ivey is the right pick. He got better and better as the season went on. Um, we talked a lot about how J-Dub getting a bunch of on-ball reps this year is going to be good for him moving forward. I think with Cade being out and Ivy getting a ton of on-ball reps, uh, like all of them this year, that'll be good for him moving forward as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the pick. I think it's fun to have a dynamic backcourt like that. It's, it's almost like it's like that. That's such a good pick. I can almost like picture him playing in Detroit. Like I can, yeah. I can almost vividly see what that would look like. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, Did you know his mom played there? Wow, <laughs> it's that's like it was crazy. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Indiana Pacers are on the board, and the pick is in. With the sixth, are we at six? Yeah. Yes. With the sixth pick in the uncontested redraft, the Indiana Pacers are selecting Keegan Murray out of Iowa. I like that fit. Can I? That's fun. Can I file this as my formal Keegan Murray apology statement? <laughs> um, you were talking about it last week, I think, Nick. <laughs> like when you crapped all over Tyler Hero, I feel like that was Keegan Murray. This last pre-draft process, it was like I don't care who we get at the top as long as it's not Keegan Murray. What a pile <laughs> of garbage! But he's awesome. Uh, he was great in Sacramento. I think he'd be great in Indiana. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Everything that he brought to Sacramento, I think would work on the Pacers just, just as well. I think he, he'd be a lot of fun for Indiana. And if Nick's fantasy came true with Keegan Murray and uh, Wimbenyama in Indiana, that'd be a nice combo as well. Very much so. All right. Before we move on to pick seven, we got to take a quick break. Maybe we'll run a Taco Bell ad. Nikola Jokic will get drafted during it. <laughs> We'll do pick seven on the other side of this break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back with pick number seven. That would be, I gotta get my draft thing pulled back up, the Portland Trailblazers on the clock and the pick is in with the seventh pick trailblazers with GM Nick Crane are taking Jabari Smith jr. Yes, he, I do not expect him to be a first or second team all rookie selection. It would be sugarcoating it to say he had a good rookie season. Like he was, he was pretty, uh, disappointing for the majority of the season. He actually did look much better late, like most rookies do. Um, but I think when you do a redraft, it's not about it's we're not, we're not, we're not drafting who are the best rookies in year one. We're, we're still drafting for the future too, just having that, that one year um, of data to make our decisions. I still am pretty high on him. Um, I think if the Rockets do push the button and move forward, this summer and get some real guys around him. Like he could, he, he came in as this six ten knockdown shooter that can also play defense. Like if you just get some really good guards that will actually pass the ball and set him up the right way, he could have a really, really good second year and moving forward. So for me, a guy that I had number one on my board didn't look great right now, but <laughs> uh, if you would have told me a year ago, Hey, in a redraft a year from now, you can get Jabari at seven. I would have said, yes, please. And being in Portland versus Houston probably plays plays a big role on that perception. Totally. If he had been drafted to OKC, do you think we're still having that conversation? Like the negative one? No. I don't think so either. It probably looks a lot different, right? Drafted him third overall and just never highlighted him. Like if, if Isaiah Joe could be a knockdown shooter in this system, so could Jabari. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing, the knock on Jabari all the college season was he needs good guards that self-create, play smart and get him the ball. And then he went to the team with Kevin Porter Jr. (laughs) You hate (laughs) Kevin Porter Jr. You hate hate KPJ or Rudy Gobert. Who do you hate more? Oh, Rudy. Who would you rather have on the Thunder next season? KPJ or Rudy? Yeah. KPJ. Wow. As much as I hate Rudy Gobert... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least kpj would never have a reason to get on the court in oklahoma city touche all right pick number eight is up the new orleans pelicans and the pick is in and with the eighth pick the pelicans select jeremy sohan from baylor university I think, again, okay, I'm obviously not one to uh, know how to pronounce players' names. I continue to hear both of Sohan and Sohan. I've always have said Sohan, so it's probably wrong. Uh, so we'll go with Sohan here. <laughs> it's better than Sochin, like you call them. Sochin. 
<laughs> Jeremy Sokan. Uh, <laughs> I think he really, just because he played for the Spurs, quite honestly, uh, had a really underrated season. It kind of went under the radar a bit. He, what was it? Average 11 games while grabbing 5.3 rebounds. Super versatile um, and explosive. Like, I didn't realize he was that explosive, I don't think, watching him at Baylor. Really good defender. Can, I shouldn't say really good, but he's improving as a defender. Has the length to be a really good, the tools to be a really good defender. Can guard one through five. And I think about that New Orleans team and what they're missing. I mean, they were like an OG uh, Ananobi candidate, right? And like, like, isn't that just kind of like a young OG type player? Um, I know Dyson Daniels has promise and upside, but I think Sohan can do all those things at a higher level. Uh, the, the big thing for him is can the shot come along, right? And it didn't, but at times it didn't matter this season because he was still able to get to the rim and score. So I'm, I'm curious to see his development long-term, but I think he's a really good fit for this New Orleans team. I like it. I think it's a, kind of a fascinating fit. They got a lot of guys that can play that forward spot. Probably would have played Sohan a lot at a small, like small ball, ball five. five. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting. All right, our next pick is up. It, that would be the San Antonio Spurs at nine with JD as the GM, and the pick is in. The Spurs at nine in the uncontested redraft will select Benedict Matherin. There it is. Yeah. Son it, of a gun. It was like the, <laughs> he, he really fell in this, um, but he, he's a... Honestly, he's a really exciting player. Uh, got to the line a ton for a rookie, which I think will translate well moving forward. Really physical wing. Um, they already have a couple of those guys on the Spurs, but I feel like they want to add another. Can never have enough good wings. Um, can definitely add the scoring punch they need there. A knock on him is like the pat, the playmaking, the passing vision, not just getting his own shot. And I think under under Pop in the Spurs system, I think they could maybe iron that out, help him out there. I think uh, Matherin's the pick. The, one the thing person that... drafting after you, I hate you right now. <laughs> uh, I was hoping Matherin would fall to us. Yep. No, I think <laughs> I think that's the right pick as well. I think that uh, dude's a bucket, and there's a lot of teams in this range that could use a bucket. I agree with that. Very it athletic, was, too. Mm-hmm. It was discouraging to me to see that three-point percentage fall as much as it did the latter part, latter half even of the season. Yeah. 32.3%. Uh, see if I can, I don't know if I have attempts here on this page. Regardless, it wasn't great. Um, he kind of fell off after a really strong start to the season, but we know yep. that's there. We know that's in him. I'm curious to see what kind of role he has for that Sixers team. Is it a six-man role next season? Does he get moved back into the starting lineup? What does that look like alongside a guy like Halliburton? Yeah, that's. I, I think that's a good point. Like, I think Matherin is still this like fun name that is easy to say. Like, was a really really good rookie, but outside of those first like six weeks i don't know how good he actually was the rest like from an efficiency standpoint he he obviously is extremely talented but the same criticism that we like to give jalen green for being kind of ball hoggish at times and taking bad shots and being inefficient and that's kind of what ben matherin was it's fair it's fair all right pick 11 is up and the pick is in. At 11 in the uncontested redraft, the Washington Wizards select Walker Kessler. 
no disrespect to Tingus Pingus, but <laughs> Walker Kessler is the pick here. Um, is it a sexy pick? Not really, but I mean, you can't deny the rookie season that he had. He was great. Second in the NBA in block percentage. He got somehow a couple. What was it? One or two first place rookie of the year votes. Two, 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 two too many. Finish but third. still <laughs> a testament to the season that he put together. And I think the, the Wizards are not in a place where they're going to be picky. They need to be taking best available. And I think given given what's on the board, I think that's Walker Kessler. There are probably a lot of people that would argue we could have even taken him earlier. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's good. I considered him for New Orleans at eight. Uh, the Wizards were 21st in the league in defensive efficiency this year. A guy like Walker Kessler probably could have helped. He helps. Yep. yep. Probably he could have helped. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't have played him, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At pick 11, there's been a trade. The Knicks Whoa. are sending this pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Almost as exciting as when it happened on real draft night. <laughs> and the pick is in. That was chaos. Oh, that's the wrong sounder. What was that? Come on. The Oklahoma City Thunder select Tari Eason. Yay. I was I don't between Tari and another center who might get drafted shortly. Um, I think he's a guy that got a bad rap because he came into the draft as like this older prospect and generally lottery guys are not like 21, 22 year olds. Although J dub was in the same bucket nope. um, just makes winning plays. Like if you watched the Rockets last year at all and all their dysfunction, there was one guy that was consistently doing things where you're like, hmm, that guy is actually a good basketball player and does the right things at the right time and always plays with a high motor and is good defensively and, and crashes the boards and three-point shots, not great yet, but if he develops three-point shot, the dude could be really, really good. Um, this is kind of a floor pick for me after getting Chet, um, that if I was Oklahoma City with pick two. Uh, I think this is a guy that, I mean, I don't think anybody on this pod would argue against Tari Eason being a hell of a time in Oklahoma City. Is this, did the Thunder just draft their future front court? Yeah. At 2-11, and 11, is that how Basically. you feel? I mean, that is yeah. like, Chet is the ultra-lengthy rim protector Tari is like the high motor, super physical guy that'd be perfect next to him. Like that sounds like a lot of fun. It's an interesting one. I'm, I don't know. Sorry for Tari. Or something. Like I think about it this way. If, <laughs> if we all have said at one time or another on this, whether it's this pod or a previous pod that Jabari would be a lot better if he was not in Houston. Now imagine mm-hmm. Tari, who actually had a good season mm-hmm. if he was yeah. in not Houston. Jacob, I feel like you're not buying it. Why? I mean, Tari's fine. He, I think the quote that we used at Summer League frequently uh, was bat out of hell. Yep. Plays like his hair's on fire. I mean, when it comes down to the dog and do we got it in him? Multiple. Tar- Tari, like, checks the list, right? He's like, the, yeah, the dog pound. He's got a few. Tari got more dogs in him than Kamiar. 
<laughs> yes, probably so. Um, I mean, I, I understand the logic of the fit uh, as far as next to Chet and just being a guy that's going to like be super physical and gobble up rebounds and uh, be very switchable and all that kind of stuff. The, the high IQ feel type of end of the thing. Like, I don't know if that fits necessarily. So you're more concerned about the fit with the thunder, not that he went in the lottery. Correct. Okay. And if you start him and you start Dort, you shrink the court like considerably and giddy. Like, there's not a lot of shooting out there. So it's kind of interesting. Maybe the Thunder will try to address some of these issues because they're on the clock again (laughs) at 12 and the pick is in. After the 11th pick, the Thunder fired their GM and hired a new one, which is Taylor Peterson. (laughs) And with the 12th pick, the Thunder are taking Christian Brown out of Kansas. So this one... A little bit of recency bias for me watching the playoffs. Um, also, there's a lot of thunder bias because if I'm being honest with myself, if I'm actually Sam Presti and like I'm picking for the same reason that Sam or I'm choosing this player for the same reasons that Sam took him in the real draft, I'm probably still going Jane because I think that upside is tremendous. But that's not the purpose of this exercise. That's really boring. Uh, but Christian Brown's been really interesting, especially as a defender. That is not what I was expecting. But for Denver, he's been really, really good for them in the playoffs. He's cracked that rotation, that playoff rotation. And I was listening to a podcast this weekend where they had, uh, what's his name? Uh, works for DNVR. Um, come on, basically discuss the playoff series. Said that Christian Brown might be their best one-on-one defender. Um, just being able to utilize that length and stay in front of guys. So anyways, that combined with the promising shooting wasn't necessarily uh, incredible uh, i think this season but it was really good at kansas for all those reasons i kind of like his fit i I think of like isaiah joe around shea and and dub and giddy um more shooters needed on this team that can also do other things with the ball and christian brown checks all those boxes it's an interesting one he he is good like i do like him a lot um i think like during that clogs the front court um Gavaji is kind of interesting. AJ Griffin can shoot. He, but you know, it's kind of like, kind of pick your poison at this point of the draft. Mm-hmm. Nick is saying a lot, but he's muted. Oh, it's a problem. <laughs> uh, if we had done this draft pre-playoffs, would you have made this pick? No, I don't think so. That's why I have my disclaimer. No, no, I, I think it's a, it's a good <laughs> thing to point out. Like, if you're going to draft a guy, you want a guy that can impact the game in the playoffs when it matters. Yeah, like you don't want to. You'd rather have a guy that is a seventh, eighth man in the regular season, doesn't really move the needle that much. But in the playoffs, like he's a guy. Like the, yep. the rotation shrinks and he's a guy. As a rookie with what Christian's doing right now, like I think I think his his stock has gone way up because you can see what he could do in the playoffs. That's a huge thing. True. So I agree with you. Like the playoffs, although there's probably a recency bias to this pick, it's for good reason because he's proven it. True. But yeah, like if we got to see, I don't know. I mean, shoot, if we got to see Dub in the playoffs or even Oos in the playoffs, like say Oos gets some minutes and has a decent stretch, I don't know. Um, but we might be talking about a player like Dub even higher. Well, I guess he ended up going three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's as much of an argument to be made for yeah. going a guy like Keegan or something there. Um, I don't know. All right, we are on to pick 13 which is owned by the Charlotte Hornets, but gets traded to Detroit. Uh, JD, are you drafting for Charlotte or Detroit here? 
Charlotte. Okay. With the 13th pick in the uncontested redraft, the Charlotte Hornets can't figure out what the hell to do because they've DM'd me like seven times. <laughs> and they I have like the real Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. They have scribbled out every name on their draft card. And in the bottom corner where there's still a little bit of space left, they wrote Jalen Duran. He's awesome. He's a man. Pick. I, I, I almost took him at 11. I like, the, he's yeah. good. Was he the youngest guy in the draft? One of the, yes, the yeah, and he was like just a grown man, awesome. Brings a toughness that I feel like they need in Charlotte. Brings a work ethic I think they need in Charlotte. Um, just awesome, reliable guy that can I think move out on the perimeter, not just play drop defense as a center, which is very valuable uh, right now. So that's that is the pick for me in the year two thousand. He goes top five without a question. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he's perfect for mm-hmm. that era. He's yep. the Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Um. I don't know if you guys saw it, Derek Parker. Which shout out to Derek Parker. Uh, Nick works with him over at Draft Digest. If you, our listeners haven't yet, put Derek Parker's uh, YouTube videos. The um, what it calls them the Heat Check series, I believe, where he breaks. He's breaking down twenty twenty three draft prospects. Put it in your rotation. Yeah. Like I have Adam Spinella, I have Keonje, and now I have Derek Parker in my rotation of dudes who know what the hell they're talking about and that I really respect their their opinions on draft guys. Derek Parker this week on Twitter posted the highlights of Chet versus Duran in that March Madness game. Um, <laughs> we didn't know what the lottery order was at that time when that game happened. And I remember tuning in and just desperately wanting Chet to play good because he was my guy. <laughs> and in the very first possession, I think Duran tried to like put him under the rim and Chet just blocked his shit to infinity and beyond. And I was like, that's my guy right there, Chet. But no, Duran's awesome. Duran is built like a a Greek god. He's just ripped. He's huge. Um, yeah, he's he's impressive. He's James Najee a year early. Mm. Speaking of dudes that are ripped, not to get us off topic, but I believe it was Nick <laughs> that posted this on the uncontested Twitter. Oh, those pictures of Scoot, freak athlete. Dude has like negative two percent body fat. (laughs) Looks like an NFL player. He's like he's like a ten pack, and then he has like abs and his obliques too. It's it's the I didn't know you had muscles in those places. It's crazy. (laughs) That's because you don't. (laughs) I mean, he is insane. It's uh, he would pass the Miami Heat fit test. Yeah. Yes, he will. <laughs> I feel pretty confident about that. All right. Pick 14 belongs to the Atlanta Hawks, and the pick is in. With the final pick in the lottery, the Atlanta Hawks will select A.J. Griffin out of Duke. Has Destiny. To. Destiny. I'm working on a jersey swap right now. Um, no. No. I, I mean, there, there's nothing else to say. I think it's a, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great spot for him. Fits in well. Do it again. It's a good pick. So who outside of the 14 guys that just gotten taken? I don't want to continue to go all the way down, and we're, and we're not. Wait, wait, sorry, real quick before I messed up. I said Atlanta. That was actually Cleveland's pick. Yes. What? Hang on. Yes. Well, that just ruined my life. <laughs> Um, 
That's and he fine. would have got he would have went to uh, Utah in the um, Donovan Mitchell trade. Yep. Can you please keep the document organized? Would that really change your opinion though? No. It just changes all my talking points. <laughs> makes me feel stupid. Um, yeah, he's in Cleveland. Great fit. He did great things in Atlanta. Would love to see him in Cleveland. Or you not have a jersey swap ready. <laughs> so guys that went the lottery that dropped out of our redraft would be Dyson Daniels, Johnny Davis, Usman Jang, and Ochai Agbaji feels fair across the board which which leans back into what i was going to ask the guys that that would be like if you were pick 15 the charlotte hornets the guys that are on your short list i think dyson daniels is, is absolutely on the short yeah. list there yeah um, I, him at I don't 13. think Oose and johnny would be but like what are the other who are the other guys that in a redraft do you think would be on the the short list for 15 Ooh. um you mentioned Dyson. Uh, I, I think Ochai Baji is going to be like a solid role player. I like Ochai quite a bit. Um, so I'd maybe have him on a short list there. Yeah, One cool guy that up. we never even mentioned. Uh, what about Andrew Nemhard? That's, gonna, that's, exactly that's, that's one say. I kept yeah. thinking about, but mm-hmm. like it just never felt like a good fit when I was picking. I Jaden Hardy? That was Jaden Hardy. Hardy. He, 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 right before I say it, I think if if what he did in Dallas in tiny little spurts of minutes in games that actually mattered most of the time, I just think about like, man, what if that guy was in Charlotte, where he could have taken fifteen shots a game almost every night? Like he might have, like we might be talking about him at pick ten or eleven in this redraft. Could be, True. yeah. True. Uh, any other hey, guys? Roddy, Roddy uh, gave some minutes for the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. The Memphis Mark hustle. Williams was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Kenny Malachi Lofton Brandon. Jr.? Mm-hmm. Still with my guy, Dalen Terry. Maybe a short list in late first round. But to, for him to be a late first round consideration a year into his NBA career is pretty bonkers. Does Johnny Davis fall out of the first entirely? No. More like you sure about that? Positive. <laughs> you're, you're, we're, we're, we're taking we're taking a guy that has been really really good for a long time that sample size versus yeah one year with Washington who we all have already talked about being yep. a team that you don't trust. Guards can take some time to pan out for yeah. sure, but I I mean again it's summer league. But every time I've watched Arn Davis play basketball at a level above college. He just looks way in over his head, and maybe so that changes. Even, it definitely can. I just let me. He, let he me didn't ask do much question. since he got drafted, besides that Taco Bell commercial that so, has like given me hope. If <laughs> if if you got a phone call tomorrow and it said you have to take one of these two players for free, Johnny Davis, James Booknight. <laughs> God damn, Johnny Davis. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I think Johnny for the two apps because that dude is a mm-hmm. good defender. He, yeah, he's, he's I probably like, agree with you. He, he's a he's off court stuff with Book Knight. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like Johnny Davis, like Jalen Suggs also hasn't been great, but he's a guy that's like very, very similar to Jalen Suggs from an archetype. I still standpoint. think Jalen Suggs if you offered him to me. Oh, for sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. That wasn't the I question, still like buddy. Suggs too. <laughs> I know. I'd probably go Johnny Davis just because James Book Knight. Yeah. I don't know. 
if you took book night, we could reprint. You guys have shirts. longer to do it too on a team that's like not been good. Yeah, that's I'm going through this list of like there are guys I still really like that I think showed some flashes. That like like you said, Nick, if they're in the right development system, they could be good players. Like Blake Wesley with the Spurs is fascinating. Caleb Houston with Orlando is really Brandon, but the interesting. Spurs. How far um, does Oos fall? Christie, Kennedy Chandler. Oh, Oos. Mm. I mean, again, like. There's a lot. I don't of think he gets who, past the teens, right? Because there's a lot of teens. There's a lot. Um, the top Cleveland 20. liked him. Atlanta liked him. I think. Just a lot goes, of upside there. He goes early twenties, late teens. I could see late teens. Like yeah, yeah. Eighteen to Chicago. Nineteen Minnesota. Twenty. I, he doesn't get past San Antonio at twenty. I don't. Minnesota's think. interesting. Does Jay Will go first round? Ooh, that's a good ooh, one. Maybe. Yeah, that is a good one. I think he probably I can see him late, late, like last couple picks, mm-hmm. 27, yeah. 30 range. It's yep. a good it's one. Interesting. So if Presty ended up with four potential four first rounders, first round guys in this draft, like it's crazy to think about um, five years from now if we're looking back on this draft. Four then, potential first rounders and two in the top three. Crazy. Yeah, that's right. nuts. Crazy. And, and three there's, different there's nothing, GMs. There's nothing to say. <laughs> that's, that's that's a big factor. There's there's a like there's obviously still no reason to think that Chet still couldn't be the best player in this class. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can't, I can't wait. Ugh, I can't, can't wait. Yeah. I've been thinking so much about that recently. Like so easy, just evaluating this team and how they played this past season. And but Chet's coming back next year. <laughs> Crazy, you know the meme that's like he's thinking about other girls, and then it's like what he's actually thinking about. That's everyone, but with Chet. But with Chet, like (laughs) Chet would be a top five pick in this 2023 class too. Oh, I think like top three. I think Sam Vecini said if Chet came straight out of high school in 2021, he would have been like top three or top four. That was the draft that had Cade and Mobley and Mm -hmm. Scotty. Sorry. I lied. He didn't say he'd have him, but yeah, but he would go top five. Yeah. That's interesting. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Let's take a quick break on the other side. We will go around the association. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hey, good news for the listeners. JD is on the Sunday show, which means we don't have to have Taylor do the sounder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I've been practicing, though. You said, Natalie. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I actually haven't looked at scores tonight. Um, oh, the Suns only won by five. That's yep. surprising. Jokic had <laughs> 53? Yeah. He Good God. He had 47 before we started the pod. Jeez. Insane. 53 and they lost. It sucks. The man Booker can't jump over a phone again. book. <laughs> 20 of 30 from the field. That's crazy. Only shot four three-point four three-pointers that's you know what tells me two things and the first segment of around the association is some playoff takeaways we now have suns nuggets at 2-2 uh philly boston at 2-2 after an insane game today dubs lakers 2-1 lakers uh, with a game four, I believe, tomorrow night. Heat Knicks, uh, 2-1 in favor of the Heat. And I believe that game four is tomorrow night. I think we got two games yep. tomorrow. Yep. Um, so very competitive second round so far. Uh, so the question is, what are takeaways from the second round of the playoffs? Two things for me on that Jokic line. Number one, Jokic is awesome. Like awesome, awesome, like insane. I love Nikola Jokic. I love that the back-to-back NBA MVP and the NBA is arguably one of the most athletic sports leagues in the entire world. Like the NFL has some athletes, some of them like aren't super athletic, like some of the quarterbacks and stuff. You've got to be athletic to play in the league. And Nikola Jokic is a two-time MVP. I always think back to the the eight-year-old Jokic, fat as hell with no t-shirt, drinking a three-liter of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Just, it's beautiful. Big mood. It also tells me, and a little less about this game and just more overall, Suns are going to really re- regret that DeAndre Ayton contract. Oh, yeah. That max. Yeah, they are. I think if if they could go back in time and just do the sign-and-trade Ayton for um, Miles Bridges, you pull the trigger. To Miles Turner? Turner. Aiden yes, had Bridges, eight sorry. points, eight rebounds, three of six from the floor in 27 minutes. They benched him Oof. at the end Oof. of the third game. They're playing Jock Landale yeah. more than, yeah. than he's getting now. Like, Oof. If they could go back and get Turner, I think they'd do it in a heartbeat. Did you see Jokic yeah. uh, like lightly push Matt Ishbia, and then he like flopped? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. That's awesome. Justin could dress up like Doc Landale and make it into the stadium like that Steph Curry or the Clay Thompson impersonator. Yes. My biggest takeaway, I'm going to 
combine this segment with our first segment is that we shouldn't give up on or get too high on players early in their career because this playoffs more than any has shown that some, some guys take a little bit to get going. And also if you don't get a top five pick, that's okay. Cause we've seen the Jalen Brunson's, the Josh Hart's, the Nikola Jokic's, the like you just go down the list of like the Grant Williams. Like there's so many guys that are making huge. I'm not talking like playing role player stuff, like huge impacts that were not big time draft picks. And yeah. so late round and um, second rounders, undrafted free agents, like those kind of guys genuinely do matter in the long term. I like Grant Williams a lot. He got curb stomped. He did, he did. <laughs> yeah, by a dude that's awful. like 280. Yeah. Ugh. I think my And then he got up and was very kind about it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go fight Embiid? <laughs> just or kick him in the knees. Probably flop as soon as you hit him. So. The said 280 guy that just stomped on your head, you're going to go approach him and ask for another? Ugh. Hello, sir. May I have another? <laughs> All you got to uh, do my... is just kick him in the kneecap. You know who else is having... It doesn't kind of fall under Nick's category of like late pick, but a guy that people were kind of like ragging on and, and saying like, he didn't deserve where he got drafted. Who's having a really good playoffs. RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Barrett's been really good. He's a guy that I liked for, uh, yep. for Oklahoma city as like a possible trade candidate. Don't think that's happening now, but not so much. He's been good. He's been solid. James Harden's having a moment kind of. Yeah, he is yeah. exercising his- some demons. Yeah, I thought his recent Davis. quotes were interesting about yeah. like uh you know not not dominating the ball, not doing it all every night, like during the regular season, and how he felt like it it was kind of like a you can't win situation. Like when I don't dominate the ball, everybody says I'm washed. Yeah, and I think he's showing that he he can turn it on a little bit still. He definitely their offense uh, late in the game today though was ugly. Very like ugly. that it was like dribble, dribble screen and roll the guy pops back out dribble dribble oh shit there's four seconds left we got to do something Horford was... totally locked up in bead like blocked him three times in the last few minutes i don't think post uh brooklyn injury i don't think harden still has that same i mean he's never been a super explosive athlete but doesn't have the same burst necessarily to get by or the strength to get by defenders um but what we're seeing now is he's still able to get to those spots and that shooting has just been insane being able to like spot up and be a catch and shoot player like he's able to with Embiid. I mean, that's what got them the game winner earlier today. Yeah. That's huge for Philadelphia. But like, I keep thinking about Harden and, and uh, AD in the same, you know, kind of the same categories. Like they can turn on one game and just have, I mean, be the reason their team wins, literally be the guy for their team. And the next game just completely disappear. Uh, there's just yep. no consistency right now with those two. That's fair. Uh, Anthony Davis is every other day. Yeah. 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 And if you look at the stat sheets, it it's literally every other game. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, another takeaway from the second round. Watching that Lakers Warriors game last night, when he puts his foot down, I mean LeBron can have some still 20 years in the league, some holy shit moments. Yeah. That stretch where he ran down and tipped the ball out of bounds on the fast break and hurdled the first row and ran up to about row 20. <laughs> and then he came back in and he, I mean, he blocked a Jordan pull shot with his armpit. 
then had that fast break <laughs> spinning layup. Um, he just, it was one of those moments where you literally saw a guy just put the car in the next gear and just leave everyone else behind. It was definitely a Dominic Toretto moment where he just hits the <laughs> NOS and just leaves everyone in the dust. It was. And it's unreal that he can still do that. Dude, yeah. he's been in the league 20 years. He's crazy. That's older than Silva. It's crazy. Oh my Not God. Really. <laughs> we, we had a, a comment in the chat. Jimmy Butler, also great. The 30th yes. pick. He's last, awesome. I mean, so going back to last round, like Desmond Bain, 30th pick. So going back to my original yeah. point, like the Thunder not having a top five pick this year, likely it's okay. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. It comes down to talent evaluation, which yep. you feel pretty good about if you're yep. a Thunder fan. And 100%. I think that obviously the odds are better up top, but I think what, what you're saying, Nick, is that it's showing the value of you got to build out the rest of your roster the right way. It can't just be top heavy. And I think the teams that are succeeding this playoffs are, are ones that have a very kind of well-rounded deep roster. Yeah. It's like Detroit. Like they didn't draft all these guys, but I think Jacob did the analysis early in the season on like their starting lineup has like four top eight picks. Yeah. Like, and it goes to show like, doesn't actually mean that you're going to be really good. Like you could be mm-hmm. given a top 10 pick every year for five, six, seven years. And it doesn't, Washington. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. Right. And Justin, you, you mentioned talent evaluation, like, and Nick, I mean, if, if you disagree, but like, especially in this draft where it felt so strong here a year ago, and it doesn't mean that's not going to be strong. I don't mean it like that. I think it is still a very strong draft. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of strengths, uh, a lot of players that I think will be really impactful for their teams, but very wide consensus across yeah. the board. And that's where yeah. a organization like the Thunder and, and an evaluator like Sam Presti really can thrive. He's, he's going to take... We, we could all sit here and say, like, name your favorite 15 players for the Thunder. And there's a really good chance that Presti does not take one of those 15 guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a very good chance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of great players, uh, we mentioned earlier Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, and then this year, Joel Embiid finally breaks through, gets his MVP. Top three in MVP voting uh, were a guy from Africa and two guys originally from Europe. So Silva broached the question. I know this has been a popular one on social media, uh, on the NBA sphere. Who will be the next MVP from this continent? Ooh. I think the obvious choice is probably Jason Tatum. I think there are several like archetypes of an MVP winner. You see your like James Hardens, where you are like the you are the offense, you have insane stats, you win. You have sometimes you have like the best player in the world, like a generational talent, Steph Curry, LeBron, that type of guy, a Giannis. And a beat a Jokic even. And then you have a third category, which is best player, best team. And I think if he's going to win it, it's going to be that. I don't think... That's a good argument. I love Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a scale of Paul George to Kevin Durant. I think he leads more towards the Paul George side of things. I don't know if that's unfair to say, but I feel like that's kind of where he's going to end up. Um, he's awesome. Really, really awesome. But I don't know... I don't know. I don't know if I'd like bet on him winning an MVP in general, but I think if he yeah. does so win one, that, yeah. who's the shortlist? Like, who's the the five? If you have to choose five North American 
born players and one of the five you would say was going to be the next North American MVP. Who's the list of five? I think we all agreed Tatum goes on it. I was thinking. Got to add repeats. I know it sounds absurd, but like LeBron and Steph could do it. If, if the Lakers or yep. the Warriors are a top two seed in the West next year, yep. they will be on the list. True. That, that's exactly. I was going to say yeah. LeBron, Steph, and KD. I'd put all three of them in that in that space of like, yeah, they're older, but totally, totally. What if book? Phoenix, even book. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say, what if we change the rules here and say, who's the next North American MVP who hasn't won one yet? Mm. Well, obviously, yeah, Shagel's like, Alexander. Obviously, he's on. I, I, I think. I think Jason Tatum. I think book. I think Ant. I think SGA does legitimately belong Agreed, on the list yeah. now after this season. Agreed. Who would be the fifth? Do you guys agree with those four? Yeah. Who's who the would, fifth? Who haven't won? It one would yet. take some. Oh, it gonna, sucks that politics somebody. are so real, but like yeah. John Morant, if he cleans yeah. up his image a bit and yeah. becomes yep. a, a favorable player again. Yep. Can you see one. that? I think Paulo's worth mentioning. Um, since he was yeah. rookie, I mean, candidate. Scoot? Chet. I don't want to be this guy, list. but like, if he can stay healthy, which is so far, no. <laughs> but Zion? when he's on the court, Zion is ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good pick. A good answer. Yeah. Oh, that's a really tough question. There's a lot. It's a lot of talent in this league. It's hard to win. It's just hard to like win MVP. Like a, I, a guy I, like Tatum, I could see him getting top five, top five, top five, like but indefinitely. But the, yeah. the Wednesday night show, Nick and Jacob, you guys were were saying, what's the percentage chance that SGA ever wins an MVP? And you said like five to ten percent. And there's people in the comments that were like, "That's so low." But it's like, really hard. It's I feel like hard. it's high. That's a very I feel like that's high. Rare territory that Tatum averaged best 30 years of all four time. and eight and he was like fourth or fifth exactly we so Nick and I also talked on Wednesday what's more likely in like the next 10 years Shea wins an MVP or the Thunder won a title what do you guys think is easy I think title is easier to do that's kind of how I feel too especially the way that Presti's building out this team and the talent that they've already accumulated with the, just the plethora of assets that we've, you know, it's, it's beaten <laughs> the same drum over and over. But yeah, for that reason, I think I have to agree, Nick. I, it's it's like there's there's almost never a guy that wins MVP that wasn't a top five vote getter for like a few years in the past where it's mm-hmm. like they were seventh and then they were third and then mm-hmm. they were second and they finally won it. It's, yep. it's, it's almost always like this progression. So I don't. Like, I don't see any of these guys that we haven't already discussed just, like, randomly break in and win it. And it, it goes in waves, too. Like, I, Silva, you mentioned this. I, shoot, I think all three of you <laughs> maybe mentioned this here during the segment. But you have the Tatums, the Embiid's, the Jokic's, the Giannis's kind of, you know, during this stretch of MVP voting over the past couple of seasons. Before that, obviously, there was a five- to ten-year period of LeBron, Steph, KD, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Yeah. So like for, for SGA, it may be a part of that next wave. SGA, mm-hmm. Ant. Um, I'll give I you a know, name. Paulo, like Damian Lillard, if he's not on the Blazers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll buy that. Oh, well, Luca. Yeah. I mean, he would have the narrative for sure. Not North American. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just mean, I'm, I'm just thinking <laughs> in general now. 
Uh, and we're naming all these guys, and you still have to, you still in reality to win one, you have to break through these international guys. Yeah, Wemby right. could enter the conversation, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. If, yeah. Kind of, I don't know. That's so, crazy. I, I, I agree on the titles more likely than MVP. Yeah. I definitely think that's better insane odds. to say out loud, but it's probably better true. odds. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more guys have won rings than won MVPs. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of odds, before we get out of here, because I am the chief degenerate. I'm Captain Degenerate. We got to do a spin before we leave, boys. Whoa. We got nine days left. You're a sicko. We got to do a spin. Doing a spin on basketball reference? Nine days. Am I on basketball exciting. reference? You sure yes. are. Oops. <laughs> Let's not have basketball works. reference spin. That's not how that works. Let's get a tankathon spin. While I'm getting it ready, everyone give me a prediction. Who's going to land number one? Spurs. Detroit. Charlotte. Indiana. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, Orlando. Orlando. Oh, Josh. So does Utah. Utah jumps. So our top four are Orlando, San Antonio, Charlotte, and Utah. I hate it. The oh, Rockets Houston. fall to six. Thunder, Thunder stay at 12. Um, before we get out of here, Silva, you can pump the outro music if you want to. The top 11 are Wemby, Scoot, Brandon Miller, Amen, Jarris Walker, Os- Asar Thompson, Cam Whitmore, Anthony Black, Grady Dick, Taylor Hendricks, and Kaysen Wallace. If that's how it goes, who do you want the Thunder to take at 12? Real quick. This isn't quick. This is the opposite of quick. <laughs> Scroll Ooh. down a little more. <laughs> Scroll. <laughs> you want you Ryan Repair? You jet. want Derek Lively? Oh. Jet. Uh, um, if you can't get Grady Dick, I'll get go. the guy that does the same things. Whitehead's Ooh. fun. Leonard Miller's fun. Cool Volley's really fun. Jordan like Hawkins? Any Jordan guys. Hawkins here? I'm going Leonard Miller, which has cool. been the very popular pick on mock drafts recently for the Thunder. And I'll do cool Volley. All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in on Contested tonight. Hope you enjoyed the 2022 redraft. We may get uh, our list up on social media later this week. So be on the lookout for that. Tell us where we messed up, where we did well. Um, actually, just tell us where we did well. Don't tell us where we messed up. I just need it for my ego, even though I made zero of the picks. We will be back with you guys Wednesday night. Um, I forget what we're covering Wednesday night. But we'll be here. And then next <laughs> Sunday, we're going to do uh, a tankathon spin and uh, more mock drafts because we are nine days away from the draft lottery. We will talk to you guys then. Have a great beginning of your week. We'll see you soon. Until then, and as always, Thunder Up! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.